Hi, y'all. It's Dana just coming at you to let you know, since you're listening to older podcasts and maybe you haven't heard yet, I now train and certify decluttering coaches in my no mess decluttering process. Go find out if there is a coach who is near you who can help lead you through the decluttering process. Go to declutteringcoaches.com. That's my website. Everyone listed there is trained and certified by me. We now have coaches all over the world. If there's not somebody near enough to you that they can come and help you in person, most of our coaches also offer virtual coaching. And that has helped a lot of people be very successful in working through their clutter. If you are interested in becoming a decluttering coach, go to declutteringcoaches.com, find out about taking the decluttering coach training course and find out what it means to then pursue certification. All right, now go enjoy the podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 248, and I'm calling it How to Get Stuff Done. I, we're in that weird place. I talked about it last week of, you know, I want to create podcasts that live forever and apply to everything. And that's what this one is, I believe. But I'm not going to ignore the fact of what we're going through right now. That's unique. And in some ways puts a lot of us in similar situations that we might not have been in before. And so basically what I'm talking about is transitioning to a new working situation, specifically working from home. Um, I know this is not everyone's situation. I know that I have a lot of nurses and doctors. The reason I'm talking about time sensitivity is um, in case you're listening to this in the future, hopefully podcasts still exist. (laughs) Not funny. I know. Anyway, um, but for those listening in the future, this is during the coronavirus stuff. Okay. Like this is March of 2020 that I'm recording this. So um, there are those who are working outside the home and are under huge amounts of stress. Um, And we're going to address that. But there's also a lot of us that are working from home, many for the very first time. Okay. So I'm going to kind of talk about that. But ultimately, what this comes down to is embracing whatever reality you are living in, in this moment. And that is the part that's universal. And that's going to continue even when this is all over. Okay. So living and dealing with and embracing and adjusting for the reality that you are so that you're living in. Now, I get a lot of questions. I mean, a lot. It has come up in multiple of the kindred spirit strategy sessions that I've aired over the last several months. If you haven't noticed, that seems to be a common thread is I used to have things kind of sort of under control or getting better. I felt like I was starting to get it. And then something changed 
and it was really difficult, you know, and now I'm, I'm floundering again or whatever. And so it's really all about this being able to take the things that work and adjust them for whatever your situation is, even if that situation is completely new to you and has changed or maybe is temporary or whatever. That's what we're dealing with here. Okay. Um, so let's talk about um, the delusion of extra time. I have, I usually talk about this or I have talked about this at the beginning of summer, you know, because that's a normal for a lot of people, uh, even if you are working outside the home and your kids continue in the same situation they were in. It's a lot of times different because, you know, different activities are, are, you know, changed or take the summer off or whatever. But you know, we're, this is majorly delusion of extra time, time, right? Okay. I mean, have you guys seen that meme that's going around, which I'm having a hard time not like posting a link to my book? how to manage your home without losing your mind every time I see it. But anyway, um, it's this meme of people saying, um, I always thought that if I had extra time, my house would be clean. Turns out that was never true or something like that. You know, turns out that wasn't the issue or whatever. Um, I don't remember. I'm not reading it. But it's basically this idea of, if I had extra time, if I worked from home, basically, if I had a situation different than the situation I have, if I had so and so's life, I would rock that I would be perfect in that I just recently heard somebody. And again, y'all, it's tough, I shut my mouth, and I just don't say anything almost all the time. But I just heard somebody talking about, oh, well, when I'm married, then I won't leave, leave the lid off the peanut butter or whatever. When I'm married, I will be more conscious of all these different things. And the reason I don't lecture on that, even though I have written the book, is that that was me. And you could not have told me. Like, it was not possible. <laughs> what does that say about me? Whatever. But I think most of us are this way. Is you, you couldn't have told me that it wasn't going to be easier to remember to do the dishes or I wasn't going to be more motivated to keep the dishes under control once I was married. Like, I wouldn't have believed you. I'd be like, no, no. But you guys, I hit rock bottom because it didn't get any better when I had my own apartment. It didn't get any better when I had a normal job in a real life. It didn't get any better after I got married and suddenly it was something that mattered to me. It did not get any better. In fact, it got worse after I had kids and I was a stay at home mom. I mean, I had assumed my entire life that being a stay-at-home mom was the answer I was waiting for, for the messiness I had struggled with my entire life, okay? People who used to be neat and then had kids and then struggled for the first time in their lives with being messy laugh when I say that because they know what I'm saying. But I'm t- those of y'all who know who've been messy your whole life, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. And so this is a huge reality check for a lot of people of, I just always assumed that if I was home all the time, my house would be neat. Well, guess what? You're home all the time. And it's actually harder. And it's not naturally happening. So that's been a big thing for me in this whole deslobification process is realizing it is never going to naturally happen for me. But I still want it to happen So I have to figure out how to work with how my brain works and make it happen, despite the fact that it's completely unnatural to me. 
Got it. Okay. So this delusion of extra time, the number one thing that has helped me is realizing that time is finite. Now, again, put that on paper 20 years ago, and I would have been like, well, duh. But y'all, I did not behave. I did not think like that was the truth. And yet it is the truth. Time is finite. Okay. Just being home does not give you more hours in the day. You have the same number of hours in the day being home that you did when you worked outside the home. It's just reallotted time. Okay. So being super realistic about the actual time available and the actual time required for different things that you either want to do or have to do is really important as you make this adjustment. Okay. So let's say that you are working from home now where uh, you used to work outside the home. Let's do some math here. Okay. Your only new free time, meaning time that you used to spend on something else that does not exist anymore as something that you have to spend time on. I don't mean anymore. I mean, temporarily, you know what I mean? Is your commute time. Okay. A portion or all of your getting ready time. Okay. That's basically it. Because those are the only things that you are just flat out not doing anymore. Now, there may, it's different for everybody's situation, I know. But just in general, staying home versus going to work, those are the times that you have. You may say, oh, well, my lunch break. Well, now you may be home and lunch break is not leaving your desk and going out with your friends and getting something to eat or going into the break room and reading a book or whatever it is that you would do during that time. <laughs> See, this is when I say stuff like that, I think, okay, how long has it been since I've been in that situation? And what if that's not what people do? But that's what I used to do. Okay, it was either go out to eat or go to the break room, talk to people, whatever. Um, now, lunchtime, that's not free time, especially if you have kids at home, because you're feeding them, which is a strangely um, unstopping and strangely sometimes um, stressful thing. Uh, you're even if they're old enough, I mean, my kids, they're on their own for breakfast and lunch. And yet I still get questions all the time. And just those questions sometimes can be mentally taxing and irritating and all that. But anyway, but that right there is something that you have to consider. You know, you have to realize that the only actual time I'm getting back into my day is the commute and the getting ready time. Now let's talk about the getting ready. Okay, I was going to put this later on there and some of the things that you just need to let go of. But again, I love our meme culture that we live in. I have an 18 year old and a 16 year old and a 13 year old. My 18 year old loves memes, like he is ready with a meme at any time. He's got a folder on his iPhone. He is ready with a funny, relevant meme all the time. And they crack me up. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy a good meme. Those of you who might not know what a meme is, I can't imagine that, but I'm just going to educate you real quick. And that is basically taking a picture of something. And sometimes they're the same picture used in all these different ways with expressions on people's faces or situations or whatever. And then a funny little quip that relates to whatever is going on in the world right now or whatever situation that you're in. So I love a good meme, but part of the issue with that meme culture is that, 
you know, sometimes people like to make these um, little statements. You know, I'm going to solve everybody's problem with my one super amazing statement. Y'all know how I feel about that already. Okay, so I won't go into that. But I don't like it, just in case you're new, um, when people like to solve everybody's problems in a little phrase. But, you know, one of the things I've seen people say is, you need to be getting dressed. Don't stay in your pajamas. Y'all, here's the thing. Do whatever you need to do to get stuff done in your house. Do whatever needs to happen. If you are getting stuff done in your pajamas, awesome. If you are finding that you're just not productive because being in your pajamas means drinking coffee and browsing the internet, then put on some clothes and see if that helps. But here's the problem. I mean, it's a it's fine idea. It's a great idea. But here's the problem is when you say or when people say, you're never gonna work well in your pajamas, and you just flat out don't want to get out of your pajamas, then people like us tend to then think, okay, then what do I do? And we get paralyzed and we don't do anything. Okay, try to do the work in your pajamas. Enjoy the fact that you're in your, I'm in my pajamas right now, you guys. I mean, enjoy the fact that you can wear your pajamas. But then if that isn't working, put on some a little bit closer to real clothes, athleisure, or whatever it is. And then if that doesn't work, okay, fine, put on a little bit nicer clothes, whatever. Do what you need to do to actually make it happen. Try different things out to make it happen. Make sense? Okay. All right. So that was my little rant on that subject. But um, you also have so you do have some newly free time and be realistic about what that newly free time actually is. And it's different for everybody. Okay. But I'm just saying minimum commute and um, getting dressed. Extra things to do. You have extra things to do. There's a good chance that your kids used to do grab and go breakfasts or eat breakfast at daycare or at the school or whatever. Those types of things might not, you know, either, either it was somewhere where they ate outside your house, they ate at grandma's house, and now they don't eat you know, they have to eat at home now. And you have to deal with that. But there's also maybe the things that you used to just hand them a granola bar, maybe you haven't been able to find granola bars at the store, because that's reality right now, right for a lot of people, is there's different things that might have been your normal routine that you've got to be a little bit creative. That takes time. Creativity requires time. It also requires some mental energy. So that right there is an extra thing for you to do. Lunch, dealing with lunch. Okay, maybe your kids associate turkey sandwiches. This is totally from my own personal experience, but they associate turkey sandwiches with school lunch, but they don't eat that when they're home for lunch. And so it's got to be something a little bit more real. Maybe I'm saying real, but you know, maybe macaroni and cheese or whatever. But that is time that's being added. So it's just, it's not a matter of going through and going, well, you have to do this. I'm just saying, try to be realistic about what time has actually been freed up. And also be realistic that these other things that you have to do are taking time that in your mind, you didn't really consider, oh, it's going to take me 20 minutes, maybe more to get lunch ready for breakfast. And (laughs) did I say lunch ready for breakfast to get breakfast ready and lunch ready. And that's 40 minutes of my day. You know, so it's like, oh, well, I had a 20 minute commute each way. But now I'm spending an extra, you know, that time is gone. 
See what I'm saying? So just being realistic about that. And the reason to be realistic is to then be able to make the adjustments and to not just be frustrated that it's not any easier. In fact, it's harder, blah, 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 whatever. Um, which, you know, in a lot of ways, it is easier. But then other ways, it's going to be harder. So just embrace the reality of how things are. Okay, um, you most likely are one of the memes that I do love is all those people saying, wow, this is a lot of days in a row to make dinner or something like that. Because it's true. I mean, you know, I've realized, oh, yeah, I guess I did kind of stop for fast food when I was out and about on probably two days a week. You know, And I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Okay. Um, so I'm using things up and then, oh, great going to the grocery store. And I think right now we're in a time of about to be in the full on, you know, shelter at home thing. So we can't just run to the grocery store and do all that. I mean, we can go to the grocery store, but it's not a constant hop in, hop out because it's whatever. So but I'm just saying that dinner, making it from much more from scratch than in the past, because you're trying to use up the ingredients that you have, that takes more time. It takes a lot more time than you know what, I don't feel like it, I'm going to run through the drive through or whatever. Just the planning of dinner takes more time. I mean, that's reality right there is just planning what you're going to have for dinner. For me, it's there's and it's not taxing mental energy. It's actually stuff I enjoy. But it's little things like, okay, we're going to have Mexican casserole and I'm making rice. So I'm going to make extra rice, put it in the fridge, and then it'll be ready for me to make chicken fried rice in a couple of days. You know, it's that kind of stuff that takes time in your mind before you might have just had these random thoughts of, well, I could do this and I could do this. And if my life was different, I would be so efficient and blah, blah, blah. And you had these random thoughts as you were commuting to work and wishing that your life was different. Well, now you have to actually implement those. And that takes time and it takes energy and mental energy. Other things are, you know, you may be troubleshooting tech, there may be, okay, you have to be online from this time to this time. But there's also the time of making sure that all that is in place and making sure it's all working and then things don't go as you thought they were going to go. And so then that takes extra time to figure out why and how to fix it and all that. Child rearing. Child rearing takes time and kids require time and mental energy. Okay, so this is a reality check that working from home and being a parent at the same time is kind of difficult. Okay, you don't have necessarily the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to give all of me to this task for this amount of time. And then I'm going to give all of me to this other task. There's certain things that are going to be going on. Is the word concurrently? I think so. But at the same time, how about I say that? That's going to be going on at the same time. And you can't be fully present parenting and fully present working. So if you had a list of, you know, 15 fun things that you're going to do with your child and you have eight hours of time on the computer that you're supposed to be clocked in and working, if you thought in your mind, which I believe I'm only saying this because this was me. In my mind, I could do 
the work on the computer at the same time as I was spending the quality time with my kid. And those things aren't able to happen at the same time. It's reality. You can't do four hours of quality time with your kid at the same time you're doing four hours of meetings. And when you say it out loud, you go, well, duh. But you guys, that was the mentality. I did not understand. When I thought of being a stay-at-home mom, I was always coming up with business ideas. But it seemed like it would totally work while having kids at home. Like, and it never occurred to me that if I'm doing that, then I can't be doing this other thing at the same time because you can't do things concurrently or at the same time in case concurrently is not really a word. But I think it is, right? Whatever. Here's the thing. When you write books, a lot of times you just go, if I can't look it up right away, um, then because I try not to be on the internet when I'm writing a book, if I can't look it up right away, then I um, am like, I'm just going to say at the same time. And let's be honest, if I'm aiming for 60,000 words anyway, then hey, that's four words instead of one. I'm just kidding. I really try to delete a bunch of words. I do delete tons of words that I write. Okay, let's stop for a second and talk about this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp. If you're struggling with your mental health, check into BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can use from home. We're talking about working things into your unique schedule, whatever that is, and BetterHelp is great for that. It allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. So here's a big advantage. Through BetterHelp, you have access to broad expertise in the network so you can address your unique needs. You're not limited to what's available in your local area. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, and best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. You may get extra time. Now here, you know, it depends on what your work situation is. Some of you are going to um, be required to be clocked in for a certain amount of time. And some of you are going to um, just have a certain list of things to get done. That's like what my kids right now, they're doing online school and they get it done real pretty quickly. I mean, you know, like it, it, and it, that depends on you and your personality and how you do things and your working style and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you are going to get some extra time from a lack of distraction of meetings, but we're also going to talk about some other distracting things that kind of are unexpected. Maybe you can get stuff done in less time. Okay. This may affect how you do things in the future when you're like, oh, actually, when I'm not distracted by talking to people and situations and stuff like that, I can get things done in a whole lot less time. Um, Okay, so here's basically how to go about adjusting this. And this is from what I have learned from working at home. So I've been working at home for the last 10 years. The first two years, my daughter was still at home full time. And I only worked during her nap time. Okay, I would write blog posts during her nap time. 
I did not consider it a job that time at that point. I turned it into a job, viewed it that way, treated it that way when she went to kindergarten. Okay. But for those first two years, I would work while she took her nap. So it would be basically one to three hours, depending on however long that was, that I would write blog posts. That was it. That was all I did. Now I might be decluttering something or cleaning something or thinking about it, what I was going to write and taking some pictures and doing a decluttering project. But the actual writing sitting down to write that was during her nap time. Okay. Once I started turning it into a job, um, and then, you know, now I do a whole lot more than just write blog posts. I write books, I do podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And there's just a lot to manage different things. But, you know, these are the things that I have learned from working from home. Okay. And that the number one thing is I can't do two things at one time. It's not actually possible. And so it is better for me to create these time blocks of doing, I'm going to spend two hours doing such and such, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Okay. Because it's, if I try to do two things at one time, I'm going to do neither thing well and it's just not going to work. So I am going to not feel guilty about that. What does that look like for you if you have little ones at home? They may get to watch a movie for two hours. They might get to watch Frozen 2, which I've heard is on Disney Plus, which we don't have yet. My kids are telling me that we need to get. But they may watch Frozen 2 every single day for this entire isolation. I I mean, for real. And if that's how it goes, and that's what keeps them happy and keeps them occupied for an hour and a half or two hours so that you can have an hour and a half or two hours of uninterrupted time, then that's what you may have to do. You don't, this is not the time when you get to live an ideal life. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you this, but there's really never a time. I mean, the the real ideal is to embrace your actual, actual situation and make the best of it. Okay. Preaching alert. Um... Maybe, you know, there's, they watch a movie during this time, we take time where we do one quick little craft, which here's the other thing too. A lot of these little things that you've wanted to do, simplify them down. And sometimes they're done in five to 15 minutes. Sometimes your kid can paint a picture in 15 minutes. It's not usually, it's not a two hour thing. And the memories are the same. Okay, not that you're rushing through it. I'm just encouraging you to go ahead and give some of these things a try, some of the simplest things. And you might find out that we are getting all those benefits that I wanted of having more time together, doing crafts together, blah, blah, blah. We're getting that benefit just simply from spending 10 minutes doing this little craft because they're still going to remember, oh, when we had that time, we spent time doing crafts. And in your mind, you're like, well, but we only did that for like 10 minutes. And yet it happened. Anyway, okay, that was an off thing. But you know, and then maybe you have lunch together, which that's lovely time with your kids. I love that time of talking. For me right now, well, I'll talk about, I'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, because uh, it looks different with teenagers. But um, and then maybe in the afternoon, you say, okay, we're gonna have quiet time. And We all would love for that to mean that they read a book on their own and that, you know, would be great. And that's a wonderful goal. But if that doesn't work and you have to get two hours of time, then maybe they have to spend two hours on the iPad and that is frustrating or 
whatever. And you're like, but this is not what I wanted to be doing. I feel so guilty that my kid's on the iPad so I can get work done. But this is not an ideal situation. Okay. And you can't do two things at once. You can't entertain your child and get your job done at the same time. It's just not possible. Okay. Actively being with your kid and actively being with your job cannot happen at the same time. Simplify what you can. Um, those of you who are working like crazy, first of all, oh my word, thank you. But things to, same thing for you basically comes down to simplify, simplify, simplify. Frozen meals, whatever you can get. Y'all, here, here's the thing too. If you are in the medical profession and you are struggling in your home because you can't get the groceries that you need and all that. I'm just going to say it and I can't guarantee anything. And so sometimes I hate to say this kind of stuff, but I also know that for me, I'm kind of a, I can do this. I can do this type of person. It's really hard for me to ask for help. If you are a nurse, I encourage you or a doctor or whatever it is that you are out there and it's making it really difficult to manage your even basic survival mode of your home because of our current situation. I encourage you to ask for help. Send out a text to a couple of friends. Put it out on Facebook. If you're worried that nobody's going to say anything on Facebook, just put, hey, send me a DM if there's any way you could help. Because then that way, if nobody has commented, you don't feel like the whole world saw your rejection. I'm sorry. I just, these are little tips. Just say, send me a direct message. And then that way, even if you don't get any direct messages, everybody can assume that you got tons of direct messages. Makes sense. But, but just say, Hey, I'm really struggling right now because of my work schedule and I'm not able to get to the store. And when I do the super simple, easy meals don't seem to be there. Is there anybody who could help? I'm just telling you, there are a lot of us out here who would love to help. And I'm going to encourage those of you who are like, what can I do? Text your nurse friends, text your doctor friends and say, text your anybody who works in these situations, friends and say, can I make some meals for you? Can I make some casseroles for you? I can either have it hot and leave it on your doorstep, or I can, you know, make it so that you can stick it in the oven whenever you want to. But if you're feeling like, I wish I could do something, that might be something you'd help. Now, I know there are the issues and maybe you're super grossed out by the fact that you don't want somebody else cooking for you because of all these issues. I get that. I really do. And I'm going to acknowledge that as a real thing. And I'm not even going to tell you to get over it. I'm just going to say, you know, if it's, if you don't want people cooking for you, maybe say, hey, if anybody happens to be at this, you know, I'm, ha- I'm struggling right now with finding stuff. I don't have the time. I'm exhausted. I'm scared to go into all the stores when, you know, I'm dealing with all the things that I'm dealing with the hospital anyway. You know, say, just ask if anybody is out there and you see and be specific, you know, Stouffer's lasagna or whatever kinds of frozen meals you can handle, you know, list them out and say, if anybody sees any of these, would you mind picking up? the limit for me just because I'm really struggling because I can't do everything right now. And DM me if you um, are able to find something and you have any questions that way, the whole thing I was talking about before, but be willing to ask for help because I feel like there are people who want to help. So making um, this time is proactive scheduling. Now, 
when I say scheduling, if you guys know me at all, you know that I am not the one to be like, okay, from 8.15 to 8.35, we are going to um, do this. And then from 8.35 to 8.40, we're going to do this. No. Okay. Focusing on the basics of doing the dishes and working that into whatever actually works in your current schedule. Focusing on the basics of a five-minute pickup whenever you start to feel that, oh my word, my house is getting under control, getting out of control. Start the timer and do a five-minute pickup, okay? Those are great things for transitions, but they work better when you just do them when you think of them, okay? And over time, you're gonna figure out what works best for you. So one of the things for me is normally on a normal, in a normal world, normal time, Um, I empty the dishwasher as my kids are getting ready for school. I do that before I get started working for the day. Well, right now I'm doing much better getting work done when I get up super early. I'm also having a hard time sleeping, which means I get up really early. But as I do that, it's like if I have it in my head that, okay, I need to empty the dishwasher first thing when I get up. Well, that doesn't work right now because my best time to get work done is when everybody's sleeping. And I don't want to make that noise and start waking people up and ruin my working time. It also, um, you know, so for me, emptying the dishwasher and tidying up the kitchen, having run it the night before, happens best around 10 o'clock in the morning. Because it's like, okay, I've gotten some work done. We've had breakfast. People are getting started on their stuff. It's a nice time to actually take a break from this. Okay. All right. But Proactive scheduling is very helpful. And this is one of those things that allows me to not just feel like I'm working, working, working all day. Oh my goodness, I'm not even enjoying this time that we have as a family. Okay. It's, it kind of puts things on the schedule, which I talk about this a lot. It puts things on the schedule in an informal way, but it puts things on the schedule so that people know what to expect. And it ends up happening a whole lot more than when I just say, you know what, we should do such and such as a family. So things that we're doing, um, I mentioned this last time, and I appreciate those of y'all who've sent me movie suggestions, but um, we're doing movie nights almost every night. We haven't done it every night. Like last night, we ended up talking around the dinner table forever, which as a mama, of course I loved. And we watched two Seinfelds. You know, we're working our way through Seinfeld right now as a family. But we watched two Seinfelds because we were like, eh, it's a little late. We don't feel like watching a whole movie tonight. Um, my daughter and I are doing Downton Abbey luncheon, lunches. Now, we are almost to this end of season one. And she is just now maybe getting into it, but mostly still rolls her eyes because of me and the fact that I'm making her do this. But, you know, I just said, we're going to watch Downton Abbey while we eat lunch every day during this quarantine, you know, which my husband loves it too. So if he happens to be home and able to watch it with us, he does, but we're putting it on there because I feel like otherwise I would be thinking, Oh, we should watch Downton Abbey. Cause I've thought that for a long time. I'm like, my daughter would love that if she would just get into it. But I would suggest it. She wasn't that excited about the idea of it because she has memories of it being a child and the music playing while she's trying to go to sleep. And <laughs> my husband, and I used to watch it, but anyway, but it's like, I'm putting that on the schedule and it happens because it's while we eat lunch. So as we eat lunch, I'm like, okay, we're watching a Downton Abbey for us are kind of sort of scheduling, you know, is they're doing their school stuff right after breakfast to get it over with. Um, and so we just have that on the thing, um, you know, trying to get in some exercise. Usually that is school stuff and then some exercise. And then we have our Downton Abbey lunch. And then afternoons, I don't care what they do. You know, I've got one 
who will do another kind of exercise because that's what he likes to do. I've got others who watch TV all afternoon, whatever. My one will go do something crafty or creative or whatever. (sighs) Okay. I, I mean, it is what it is, you guys. I mean, this is this is not ideal times. And I'm not worried about it. I mean, really, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be just fine. And then my older um, have gotten to where, you know, they have groups of friends that will video chat as a group. And usually that's after our family movie because they're teenagers and they stay up late. Um, other ideas that you can do, you know, my daughter got a letter in the mail from one of her friends and it was the sweetest thing. Um, so obviously she had sat down with her mama or, you know, her mama had given her some paper and said, here, write to your friends, whatever. And it meant a lot to my daughter. Um, FaceTiming with friends, crafts free for all, um, just putting out the stuff, um, you know, something like that. Um, other things for your sanity. Uh, this is very time sensitive for right now. But um, I'm sure you've heard people talk about Zoom calls. If you don't know what that is yet, go to zoom.us, not a um, sponsor or anything like that. Just I have always used them. And I'm using them a lot now you can do it for free. Um, with a large group, however many people you want for up to 40 minutes. And you can do it for an unlimited amount of time with just two people. Okay, with just you and one other person. Um, I have the paid version because I'm I want to support them because they're doing a lot right now. But there's things, you know, one of the beauties of all this is I have talked to my parents more on the phone. My college friends who I had not talked to in forever, like literally, I think it had been five years for several of them. And these are like people who are my people. Like this is, these are my heart people. Um, We were able to all meet on a Zoom call, even though for years we, we got to get together, you guys, we should talk sometime, blah, blah, blah. We're able to do it because everybody's schedule is cleared right now. So we did that on Saturday night. And we're planning to do it again. Um, My mom friends, you know, somebody texted me and said, I'm really struggling with my anxiety right now because of all this going on. And I was like, Okay, well, let's schedule a zoom call where we all talk to each other. Um, you know, we played charades with another family. Um, you know, put it on the calendar. If you have these ideas, text somebody and don't just say, Hey, do you want to, you know, our two families talk over, zoom at some point instead say, do you want to do that on Tuesday night? You know, there's something about naming a time on the calendar. Oh, something I heard on the hashtag M writing podcast, which is one I listened to, but um, one of the ladies on there mentioned that like a, a book club that she had been part of 20 years ago in a place where she used to live is now meeting online and they invited her to join them since they're meeting online and not in person anymore. And she is so excited about reconnecting with these people and going back to that experience. And so these are the kind of the good things that you can view as positives of this unique time. Also know that reading time, if it's a sanity saver for you, is a valid use of time. And, you know, things aren't always going to be at this, you know, maybe you always did baths in the more in, um, in the evening for your kids. Well, maybe a middle of the day bath, maybe they had their outside time, and they take their bath before dinner. Now safety, obviously, depending on their age and how much you have to be right there and all that kind of stuff is something you have to consider. But you know, things don't have to be on the same schedule that they used to be on when you were leaving the house every day. Um, okay, let's talk about a couple other things. 
for me, I had to figure out when my best working time is. And this is something I have really adjusted over the last year of working at home. And that is that I do my best creative work in the mornings. And yet my natural tendency was to deal with email first thing in the morning. And adjusting that has been very impactful on how much work I've actually gotten done. So for you, it might be, when are my kids most able to sit in front of a movie and not need me? Like what time of day works that best for them? And that might be when you your best creative time is going to be because that's when you have fewest distractions, whatever. It might be that, you know, you have to do your work after the kids go to bed or before they get up in the morning, because it's just not a reality for you to, you know, combine that with them being awake and needing you. Um, But finding that time that works the best and going for it. And because then like email and stuff like that, I can do that with less concentration. Okay, so I'm able to do that maybe while we're watching a movie together or what, although I don't really do that, but, but, you know, I'm able to do that with some distractions. You know, if my kids are needy or in a situation where they're coming in and asking me something every five minutes, I can handle working on email during that time, as opposed to um, creative time when I need there to be no distractions. But let's talk to about um, the reality of if you're working from home it can start to feel like you're supposed to be available all the time. And obviously this depends on your employer. But the truth is it works best if you will set up boundaries for that and say, I am going to answer email, you know, during these specific hours. This is when I'm going to deal with that. So like it took me a long time, but I feel no guilt whatsoever about not responding to a Friday afternoon email until Monday morning, even if it is quote unquote urgent, because I'm like, if I was working in an office, you would not expect me to do to respond to you on a Saturday morning. And so I'm not going to because this is a business. Um, now, those of you who've sent me emails, and I've never responded, I'm sorry. Oh, well, anyway, um, but but like we're talking about, you know, business expectations or hey, Dana, we need such and such from you. Um, such and such contract signed. I'm like, well, you don't need it on a Saturday because that's not business hours. That That's just my mentality. And but it took me a long time to get there. So I'm trying to give you that permission to realize that you don't have to respond to emails immediately. Okay, so take the notifications off your phone. Because here's the other thing too. One of the things of working from home or having this accessibility, this portability of, you know, technology and and communication is that maybe somebody else that you have to communicate with for work, maybe their time with their kids is from 10 to 12 at night, you know, from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Maybe that's when they're getting their work done. But if you have your notifications on, then your your phone is going to ding unless you have it turned off, which you should, you know, while you're trying to get the only rest that you can get, you know, so it's that acknowledge the fact that they may need to be working at different hours than you're working, but set up your time of this is my time. And if somebody complains and you say, I'm able to answer, you know, I am designating these hours as my email answering time. 
Okay. Um, because usually the people who are truly urgent have your number to text you. And that tends to be a little bit easier for that. So uh, if you have just personal people or work group texts or things like that, that tend to come through and it frustrates you because you're like, I can't ever concentrate because of these coming, these texts coming through or whatever, you know, I don't know how it works on an Android, but on an iPhone, if you go to that specific text conversation and you tap on the little eye with a circle around it next to that text conversation, um, or actually now it's just a little like side arrow up there. Um, then you tap on the little eye with the circle, which is info. And then you scroll down to the bottom. It's going to have a place that says hide alerts. And you can turn off notifications on that one specific text conversation. You're still going to get the text, but it's not going to buzz your phone. It's not going to come across your screen that you got that text. And that means on your own time, when you decide you're ready to deal with the text, then you go and check it. And then you see Um, what needs to be dealt with in that. Okay, so it's taking that control of your own time. Because if we're all, you know, kind of off schedule here, then the tendency can be to for people to just, you know, send you stuff at any time. So you have to be the one to control when you're seeing that and when you're dealing with it. Um, And if you just have people who oh, and other set alarms, Um, if you're concerned about things, if you're thinking, okay, well, I may go all day and forget to go check my text, set an alarm. You can have them set to um, go off at the same time every single day. Um, You know, I, I have so many alarms set on my phone. And I think a lot of that has to do with me working at home. I'll be honest, there have been times where I see that my husband has like one alarm on his phone. And it kind of makes me jealous because I'm like, I have literally so many that I can go back and find one and just turn it on instead of, you know, setting a whole new one. But the reality, I think of working at home is that time can get away from you because there aren't natural things happening around you to break up and and show, you know, what time it is. It's not like, oh my goodness, it's already lunchtime because I see all these people leaving or, you know, whatever it is alarms are your best friend. You know, my daughter would have missed her online dance class last night if I had not set an alarm because I would have completely and totally forgotten. So set those alarms, set an alarm for when you're going to check texts, when you're going to check email, whatever, if you feel like you need to. Um, And then if people have expectations of you that are unrealistic, meaning I wanted to spend a couple of hours working on my house, decluttering, we talked about that in last week's podcast. I want to spend this time wisely, I want to do this. And yet, people are just somebody else happens to be bored at that time, you know, maybe it's not business related, but it's personal. And they are texting me and all that. You can turn off their text and deal with it later. Uh, You know, can hide the alerts for that. Um, But also, be real honest, I'm really wanting to get this decluttering project done. And you know how distractible I am. That tends to stop people from saying things when you're like, you know, how hard this is for me, you know, how much I've always wanted to work on my house. So don't be upset if I don't text you back, I will get back to you tonight, I promise if I don't see this, whatever. So just, you know, blame your overwhelm, blame your decluttering, blame your distractibility, whatever. But also, if people want to talk on the phone, put them on speakerphone and work anyway. And then that way, if the water's running, 
and there's a lot of doors opening and you're out of breath because you're bending over stuff and you're, <clears throat> as you put things away, um, maybe they'll get the point, right? Okay. So y'all know me, I'm overly honest anyway, but that's one of the things that I just, I'm like, Hey, this is my reality. I've got to get such and such done. Um, if I can talk to you at the same time, great. Otherwise it's not going to work, you know, or, Hey, I've got 20 minutes right now before I've set an alarm that we're going to have our family, family movie night. We're starting our family movie at seven o'clock. So I can talk to you right now, um, until, you know, six fifty-five, whatever, just setting those end times, parameters, things on the schedule, having something on the schedule allows you to be able to say, Oh, I would love to talk right now. But I decided I'm going to get the closet decluttered before lunch today. You know, there's something about that that puts it off onto the project puts the blame, you know, like you blame the container for things, blame the project. Okay, I hope this has been helpful at all. Um, And I hope, oh my goodness, I've talked forever. Oh, well, whatever. All right, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.